Hey, Percy, let me ask you a question as we start. How normal is it for us to want to care for other people? Well, it depends on how much like Jesus we are, really. Mm-hmm. The more we become like him, the more that the love of God will fill our hearts and we will feel compelled to look out for others and their well-being. Coming up now on this episode, we're going to hear from a caregiver whose compassion reaches beyond her own family and touches the lives of many others. Stay with us. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Thanks for listening. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Our host is Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Percy, you always encourage me, and you're seeing your smiling face on the screen in front of me. Since we do these on Zoom now, I miss seeing you face-to-face except on the screen. Well, yeah, it's uh, it's the new way that we're engaging with each other. And so with that being said, uh, we continue to reach out, but we continue to move forward with compelling conversations of those who have been stricken or impacted by cancer, my friend. We're going to hear from a mother's heart today. And one of your recent trips to Chicago, you sat down to talk with a very special lady. You said this is one of your favorite conversations. I love this lady. She reminds me of my mom. Anybody that reminds oh boy, me of my oh mom, boy. well, there we go. That's a high compliment right there. <laughs> it is. But she, she, she's going to really help us to understand her heart uh, and, and really the impact of having her daughter told, being told that she had cancer and how she had to work through her own emotions uh, to settle in to be her caregiver. It's going to yep. be very, very good. Since we're talking about caregiving today, our resource goes hand in hand with that theme. Caring for Caregivers is the resource, and we've offered this before, but it's available right now on our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com. You can download it. You can use it in your own life. You can use it to encourage others. Caring for Caregivers, available at healthhopeandinspiration.com. We will be hearing from our guest in a moment, but uh, first, let's pose our question of the week, Percy. Absolutely. Then the question for today is, what was the greatest challenge the greatest challenge to your faith during your cancer journey. Again, many of us are challenged, and certainly cancer patients are, so we want to hear what was the greatest challenge to your faith during your cancer journey. Let me ask a a boomerang question here. Percy McRae, what was your greatest challenge to your faith during your cancer journey? Wow, that's a great question. And as I sit to process that, you know... uh, Put you on the spot, didn't I? (laughs) You did. You absolutely did. And, and I would say probably the greatest challenge to my faith uh, simply was how to uh, amalgamate uh, my testimony of, of being one who has supported uh, hundreds and thousands of cancer mm-hmm. patients over many years and then align that to my actual challenge and yeah. walk and allow that to be genuine and authentic yeah. and not just something that you heard said by other people, but to be a legitimate, this is my story, this is my walk, and allow that and allow God to unpack that for me in, in, in my own unique way. I suspected that's where you would go in answering that question, and you didn't disappoint me at all. Well, uh, we're, so, we're so grateful that you do what you do. We're not grateful that you had to go through cancer yourself, but we are grateful for the heart of compassion that only increased because of that experience. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. If you would like to answer the question of the week, what was the greatest challenge to your faith during your cancer journey? You can go to our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on connect and the drop down menu will give you a chance to respond to the question. And we'll look at some of the answers to that question in the future. Matter of fact, why don't we share one of the answers we got to that question recently, Percy? Well, we actually have a different question that we have an answer for, and it came from uh, Reno, Nevada. But the question that we asked, uh, how has being a part of a community of people affected by cancer benefited you? And here's the answer. It allows a person to feel that they are not alone. It allows a person to know that there is more than one way to take a step backwards and realize that just because something worked for someone else, it may not work for you. I just step back and I let God take over. Hmm. I think that's why I am still going strong and feisty as ever. <laughs> I have listened to several of your podcasts and have learned a lot about cancer and all types to be discussed. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for listening there in Reno. Yeah. Again, you can answer this week's question at healthhopeandinspiration.com. All right, for inspiration, let's open God's Word. You've got something in mind. Our spiritual nugget is 2 Corinthians, first chapter, verses 3 and 4, and it says this, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are confident by God. And today we're going to hear exactly how that principle works in the heart and the life of a mother supporting her daughter. We'll get to our guest in a moment. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, a comprehensive cancer care network. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact a member of their team with questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling this toll-free number, 866-712-HOPE, 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. And you can learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. As I mentioned earlier, Percy was in Chicago recently and sat down to talk with a very special lady. Let's listen. Well, with me today is Etna Baptiste, and Etna is actually a caregiver. She's been providing care and support to her daughter, who has been battling cancer. And today she's going to talk to us about caregiving. And so I'm excited to have you. Welcome to the show, my dear. Thank you. Well, first and foremost, I've got to say two things. I love your hair, and you have a great T-shirt on that says Product of Prayer. Yes. And so uh, I got to get one of those T-shirts, so we'll talk yes, after the show. Do. Okay, we'll talk <laughs> after the show. Because uh, uh, I, too, am a product of prayer, as, as many of us are. So yes. I thank God for the power of prayer. Yes. Having said that today, again, welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, you have been providing support to your daughter who has been been walking through the process of treatment of cancer. Um, we want to hear, you know, I, I think one of the things that oftentimes when we talk about cancer and treatment of cancer and cancer patients is that we tend to forget about caregivers. We tend not to focus about on caregivers as much as we should. And it has been my experience that, number one, uh, no one who has gone through a battle of cancer 
typically has done that successfully without the help and support of a caregiver, number one. Number two is that I think that there are oftentimes that people do not think about that caregiving, how difficult caregiving can be and that caregivers need to be supported as well. Right. So let's talk a little bit first and foremost about your experience as a caregiver. Caregivers do not have a class to go to. They didn't practice or study to be a caregiver. Typically, caregivers are thrust into a position of being a caregiver and and not be realizing what's going to happen. It's like, oh, this happens. I have to start providing care. My mom has been taking care of my dad now for 30 years uh, as a result of a brain injury. And, you know, she she didn't have any preparation for that. What what was it? What ran through your mind initially when you were told uh, by your daughter that she had cancer and that you began to start supporting her? What how did you react to hearing that information? I think at first I just wanted to find out, first of all, what could I do to help her? You know, how was I going to be a role model for her to strengthen her? What could I do to just help her stay strong through the process. Yeah. And the other thing was that <clears throat> I had uh, always had a caretaker's heart. Okay. I, from a young girl, I had started out being a caretaker. I think uh, in high school I was what they called a candy striper. Okay, yeah. Red Cross. I don't know if you know about that. I remember the candy striper. In high stripers. school I was a little candy striper. <laughs> I would go to the hospital for the Red Cross and comb people's hair in the hospital. I would take different things to the different rooms for the patients. I would take medical supplies to the different rooms. I would feed patients. I would do all those kind of things at the hospital for the Red Cross, just training yeah. and that thing. So I had that heart of a caretaker in my spirit as a young child. And I always went to the nursing homes to see about elderly people. Mm -hmm. So I always had that in my spirit. So when my daughter got cancer, it was just in my spirit to be a, a role model and a caretaker sure. for her. So yeah. other than getting beyond the pain of what she was experiencing, I got into the caretaker mode. Okay. And so that, that and also I had gone to um, a class at the ca Cancer Treatment Center. They were offering a class on caretaking and what it was to be the, a the our, the our Journey of Hope Cancer? Yes, Journey of Hope Cancer. Oh, okay. I had gone okay. to my church and was offering a class, and I just happened to go to a class that they were offering, Our Journey of Hope. And yeah. I went through that, took okay. that ambassador class, yeah. learned a lot from that, and so that gave me some background okay. about that and I you know studied that and got that information so that helped me a lot okay. just getting that information well first of all just to backtrack for a little bit you're right uh, I do recall candy stripers and you know I think that one of the great community services that that was part of kind of uh, that day was was and for for young people was the opportunity to go in hospitals and and provide care to patients and nursing homes and I'm not even sure if that exists anymore today, but boy, what a great uh, outlet that that was for yeah. for young people mm -hmm. that we probably could benefit from to give our young people exposure right. to giving back to right. their community. So yeah, I do remember that. I, I uh, I'm I'm telling my age a little bit, but I certainly do Me recall too. that. With that being said, um, you start out being a caregiver, you know, for your daughter, and of course, I think that probably. 
naturally and instinctively all mothers are caregivers right. you know anyway and you know that that's your baby at the end of the day so you you, you i'm sure you were right on point like okay what do we need to do and right. and how can i help um were you initially um surprised or angered angry i should say uh when hearing that your daughter was diagnosed with cancer i wasn't angry i was i was shocked okay and it took me took me a while to let it sink in and i think when it really hit me my daughter had to um <clears throat> help me because i think we were in california at the time she got diagnosed uh. and when we first got the word from the doctors how serious it really was it knocked me back against the wall and i had to admit that i had to shed some tears i went in the bathroom i didn't want her to see me sure. cry and I went in the bathroom and just turned my face to the wall and just had to let the tears fall down from my face yeah. because it just I was hurt. Okay. I wasn't angry with God, but I was just hurt. Yeah, yeah. That my baby was going to go through this. Right. And so when I dried my tears, I came back into the room and, and hugged my daughter, and she looked at my face and she said, Mama, you've been crying. Mm. She had to tell me, mm. Mama, don't do this. Okay. I don't want to see another tear come out of your eyes. She said, "This God's got this. She said, this is not this kind of party. Okay. She said, this is not this kind of party. Not she said, God has got this. I don't want to see another tear come out of your eye. And I looked at her and I promised her, I said, I won't. Okay. And that was the beginning of no more tears. Okay. But to say we're on a different, we're on a different party here. Got it. And so, and so she had to help mama yeah, get yeah. it right. Well, I, I, I just love the, the honesty of that exchange. I love everything about that because certainly um, when, when one is told that they have cancer and whoever their caregivers or family members are, uh, it's a moment of truth. You have oh, yeah. to kind of come to terms with, as yes. I tell people, you know, it, it may be shorter or it may be longer, but everybody has to kind of have a moment where they process that. Yes. And however you react to that yes. is how you react. And you got through that, you know, and she basically was like, hey, mom, it's not that kind of party. Right. Uh, we've got to move forward. God has got this. And so I love the human uh, moment of exchange there. I, that, that, that was just graphically beautiful in my eyes. And it was really it was really something because I'm a singer. I'm an old-time gospel musician, okay. gospel singer. Okay. I played and sung at churches all my life, teaching people to sing yeah. and what God can do and God can fix it. God sure. can do this all my life. 40, 50 years of that on the piano. Yeah. And it was interesting that my daughter had to stop and tell me what God could do when I knew that all my life. Yeah. And so it was a it was an aha moment for me. Yeah, yeah. But it, it really had to help me see that okay, look, you stop singing what the singing and really live it. You gotta walk. You gotta really walk this thing out now. Right. And so for me, it was that kind of moment for me that made me stop and really get it together. Okay. And so, uh, and again, thank you for for the transparency of that. I really, and I think that quite frankly. That's probably true for a lot of people at the end of the day, mm -hmm. Edna, as, as, as if the truth be told. Because, again, there you're, there isn't a whole lot of preparation for hearing that. No. And particularly for someone that, that is close to you and when you talk about your child, right. you know, it, it's a moment of truth. And, and so I, I just appreciate the process of how you and she worked through that and the moment that you had. Because I'm sure it galvanized your relationship as well. And, yes. and so... 
you 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 have that moment and 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 that's a powerful moment that, that's almost like a made for tv moment i almost saw that in my head it's like, in her book yeah i could see it i could actually see that being played out you uh you get to that point and that place and then of course she's she's she starts the process of treatment and care what were some of the things i've talked to a lot of caregivers um, were there any moments that were more difficult than not in the process of, of being a caregiver? For example, I've talked to a lot of caregivers who have expressed that through the process of being a caregiver, that they would get mentally and emotionally tired, that they needed to take a break, that they needed a moment to just kind of rest and regroup. I think um, mostly the time when her cancer returned a second time. Okay. <clears throat> and I think um, that got to be a little bit daunting when it came back the second time. Okay. And that that tends to take you through another roller coaster ride. Yeah, another so wave. Say, another wave. Yeah. Because just when you think uh, you're getting comfortable and feeling like this is good, you know, we're at a good place Got now. your feet underneath you. You got your feet, you got stable now. Then you come for another yeah. jolt. Yeah, another wave. And uh, that, that gets to be a little alarming. But it's good that when you have a support around, when you have people around you, when you have prayer warriors, yep. and you build a strong foundation of people around you that can pray for you and pray with you. Yeah. And your children, your family, you got a good prayer life and your family. Mm -hmm. uh, that, that strengthens you and gives you that solid foundation that you can depend on that's there for you. Yeah, because I was going to ask, and, and you, you, you went right there, and I was going to go right there. Because at some point, the other thing that I've learned from caregivers is that there becomes times that then they need others that they have right. to lean on, right. that they can that they can pull on. Definitely. Yeah. So you you had a good support system with uh, within your family, your yes. church, and so on yes. and so forth. So that's good to hear. Yes. Yeah. Because this here, here's the the big takeaway, and I'm and I'm sure I'm uh, no pun intended. I'm singing to the choir here. <laughs> is that um, you know cancer is a community disease. It's a family disease. Yes. It doesn't just happen to an individual. No. Everybody that's around that person that's and right. everybody that's around the people that, that care about those people, there's an impact. Yes. And so uh, you figure out a way to work through that, obviously, so that you can kind of keep going to the next day. Um, as you did that, um, what did you learn about yourself? Edna? Was there anything that, that God showed you about you that as an aha moment? that, you know, being a caregiver that you didn't know about yourself or maybe you didn't understand about yourself that, you know, God was showing you something about you? I think God revealed to me that I had what I needed. Okay. Sometimes I don't, I always thought that I needed more or oh. I needed a lot, a lot of other things. Uh-huh. But he showed me that um, what I really needed was more time with him. Okay. That I had what I needed. Gotcha. Okay. A lot of times I felt I needed this person and that person uh, yeah. needed other things. Uh -huh. But what he showed me that I really just needed more of him. Wow. And I needed just some more time with him when I when I think I need this and that. I need just more time with him. Because it's interesting. I think you're right. You that know. What happens, to, what can happen to us is that we can become 
unconsciously, I don't think it's intentional, that we start relying upon people or right. things right. around right. us right. or maybe uh, our resources. Right. And and you're right, at the end of the day, ultimately what God really wants from all of us is to rely upon him. Right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because whenever I need anything, when I really seek him, it, he provides. Right, right. And even if it's financial and I go to him and I get quiet and I tell him, God, yeah. I need, yeah. I got to make this trip. Even like coming here. Yeah. I was like, God, I need to come here with my daughter. I need to, financially, I need to, you to supply a way for me to get on this trip. I'm sure. not really know where the finances are going to come from. Yeah. yeah, I need it to happen. And before I even just get it out to him, he's already, one daughter's calling me, Mom, mm. your ticket's paid for. One daughter's calling me. Mom, I put this in your account, and you know God's just making a way, and yeah. He's just doing it. You know, and okay. I, you know, people are calling me, and I haven't even sat down to look at my bank account to yeah. see. And so He just takes care of me. So I think He's just saying, you know, I will supply your needs. Yeah, I will supply all your needs, as we know. Yeah. So it's just Jehovah like, Jireh. He's my Jehovah Jireh. So He's just telling me all the time that you haven't needed all these things that you think you got to have. You need me. You need more of me, more time with me. Yeah. And you need to seek me more. Yeah. And so that's in th- in my situation. I right. don't know for everybody else no. it's something different. Yeah. You know, maybe you need something more. Yeah, this is your story. But for me, it's it's more him. Yeah, there's a, um, oh boy, this is probably 15, 20-year-old. Uh, it's kind of a, a popular uh, uh, contemporary gospel song. That was sung, and I can't remember the artist right now, but the title of the song was I Miss My Time With You, Mm. you know, uh, and, you know, we probably don't think about because God really created us for fellowship and worship and engagement. You know, he he, God wanted some kids, you know, basically. And so and he and he wants us to come to him and turn to him. And you're you're exactly right. Uh, You have to go inward versus going outward. Yes. And uh, and seek more of him. Yes, and I love people, and I, everybody knows I'm a people person. Oh, I, I can love, tell, yeah. I love having a lot of folks, a lot of people around me. My husband's always getting on me about, oh, you yes. <laughs> always want the house full of people. You always want people over. You want, And I do, but I know a lot of times I just need to be just quiet and just dig into yeah, God. Yeah, know, so. Well, you know what's interesting about that, and I've <clears> learned <throat> this, that God deals with us uh, very much based upon how our personalities are. There are some people who are very outgoing. Right. God is like, listen, I need you to kind of shut it down. Yeah, and yeah. Exactly. There are some people who are extremely introverted. God is saying, I need you to open up. That's true. You know, so it yeah. depends on the dynamic of, exactly. of our personality right. and how God deals with us. Right. So it's interesting because he's just that unique, uniquely connected to who we are and how we are wired because right, God wired right. us and he, he engineered us. That's right. So, you know, with that being said, that's a really, really, really good point. So for you, you know, you, you, you know, you like to have everyone around and socialize, <laughs> have do. a good time. God is like, Hey, I need you to shut it down Hello. and get with me right now. Hello. Okay. That makes sense. I love it. That's a, that's a great, that's a great aha true. because again, uh, for me, uh, as, as well as all of us, and there may be someone that's listening to this bar, podcast right now that you know god may be trying to get them to say listen i need you to shut down and get with me a little bit here you've been spending a lot of time with this one and that one and doing this i need you to come to me and so thank you for that encouragement 
Um, that being said, what would be one thing that you would share about being an effective caregiver to someone listening today? I think one thing would be to continue to seek God every day, get direction, because I think it's important to, before you start your day, to know what God wants to have you do each day. Okay. Get, you know, get a direction from him every day. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is to connect yourself with other like-minded people. Okay. I think that's really important. I have a friend, a dear friend at home, who we speak every day. We're connected to because we think alike. Yeah. And she's been through cancer. She's lost a daughter. Okay. She has another daughter who's going through cancer. And we we communicate often because, uh, you know, she's been through what I'm going through. Yes. So we, she encourages me. And when she's down, I encourage her. Okay. So it's good to have at least one person Find or buddy. Separate, some, you know, somebody you can talk to and keep keep each other encouraged. Yep. Uh, you know, that's, that's that's very helpful. And also stay involved in some of the cancer networks. Okay. It's good to get involved in the advocacy programs mm-hmm. and get connections because they always have good things to teach you and different uh, techniques that are going on that yeah. you can learn information from. Yeah, that's 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 really a good tip. That's mm-hmm. a good one right mm-hmm. there. And basically what I hear more than anything, both of those are don't isolate yourself. Connect yeah, yourself yeah. with someone yeah. that you trust, yes. that you love, someone that's like-minded. Right. From a faith perspective, share yes, your same definitely. faith beliefs. Definitely. But but don't isolate yourself in the midst of being uh uh, 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 being a caregiver or a patient. Right. And then lastly, uh, because I can tell you're a strong one with faith. I mean, there ain't no doubt about it in my mind. You remind me of my mom so much. It's, <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, and that's a high compliment because I didn't think, I didn't think no Thank one you. was like my mom on planet Earth. <laughs> Nobody. Uh, Gwendolyn McRae is, is, is God's sister. I mean, hey, she, right she now. listen now, right now, most godly woman I know on planet Earth. Um, uh, what is one thing that keeps you hopeful or inspires your hope? What makes you hopeful? My strong faith in God and the things that God has done in my life in the past. Yeah. I know if he's done it before, he will do it again. God yeah. has done so many marvelous things. Amen. If I could tell you some of the things God has done for oh. me, you'd be shouting up in this room because I'd be shouting <laughs> up in it with you. If I could tell you some of the things he's Amen. done for me. Amen. But it's just things that he's done over my life yeah. in the past. Just keeping my daughter alive, 12 years battling cancer, Amen. stage four cancer. Amen. So, I mean, he's good. Yes. Even though, you know, it's been rough, I mean, she's been, still here. Yes. And that's a blessing, you Amen. know, he's a stage four cancer. Yeah. And so... um He's just been faithful, and he is a faithful God. He is. And I, that's all I can tell you there. That, and that's um, plenty. Well, today you have heard from Etna Baptiste, who is a caregiver for her daughter, who is currently on the journey of cancer. Thank you so much, Etna. May the Lord continue to bless you and make sure I get some contact information on how I can get that T-shirt, okay? The product of prayer. Uh, today you have heard from Etna Baptiste here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Yeah, thank you, Percy. I like that T-shirt as well. We'll have to look for those. Uh, let me ask you, I'm curious, though, what reminded you of your mother in talking with Edna? Well, it was her spirit. It was her disposition. And I heard her heart, uh, particularly when she talked about initially being told or hearing uh, that her daughter had cancer, that she had to really go and regroup because she felt hurt for her daughter. And I know uh, the heart of, of a mother, 
uh, who feels exactly the same way. But the fact of the matter that she had served God and had been serving God for 50 years, uh, had been faithful. And that certainly is true about my mom. So in so many different ways, I just felt that motherly energy and support and love uh, that she talked about with regard to her daughter, as if I was sitting there speaking to my own mother. Well, we'll talk more about Edna's visit here in just a moment. But if you are concerned that you or someone you love may have cancer, consider reaching out to Cancer Treatment Centers of America for personalized diagnostic services. Cancer Treatment Centers of America is a comprehensive cancer care network that treats the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact a member of the team with questions about your diagnostic and treatment options. The number is 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, not only did God's Word give us inspiration that you read earlier, but certainly Edna gave us some inspiration, didn't she? (laughs) She did. She really did. She was a sweetheart. Uh, Again, sitting, listening to the heart of a mother, uh, it just, it melted me as I sat in her presence. And and she was very transparent uh, with regard to how she had to work through uh, the journey and the path. And at the time of the recording, uh, still with her daughter who was undergoing treatment for cancer. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, the tears came and who wouldn't cry at getting that word about a child of yours. But her daughter said, I don't want to see the tears. It's not, not that kind of party, she said. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was very interesting. She said that she she had to go to the restroom when initially uh, hearing uh, those words about her daughter, and she said the tears just just w- this fell out down her face, and she couldn't she didn't want her daughter to see her crying in front of her because she wanted to be strong, but her daughter had detected when she came back that indeed she had been crying, and that you know she said she had to initially be encouraged by her daughter so that Mm -hmm. she can ultimately encourage and support her daughter. I thought that that was a very powerful moment because I want to be clear, Wayne, you know, uh, everyone doesn't start out the gate, you know, uh, super encouraged or motivated or inspired, particularly as a caregiver. And in this particular context, she simply needed to have her daughter say to her, is not that kind of party. And we're not going to have any more tears after this <laughs> because we're moving forward. And she said, hey, I had to I had to pull it together because I was challenged to do so. And that's exactly what she did. It was a very powerful moment in yeah. my mind. You know, some people are naturally inclined, as Edna obviously is, to caretaking. Other people have it thrust upon them, and they kind of have to learn as they go along. But we're, we're so thankful for those who, who are the caregivers. Well, you know, what's interesting about Edna's story, and she talked about something that probably for you and I, and we're aging ourselves at this point, about a time past where she grew up as a candy striper, you know, working in a hospital. And I remember those days very well. Sure, it refers to Um, their uniform, doesn't it? Absolutely, where, you know, she started learning how to provide care and support to patients uh, in the hospital and that she's always had a, a, a caring heart and a loving heart and a caretaker spirit. But when it was time for her to step up and be her daughter's caretaker, uh, then that turned into a very different dynamic. And she worked through and was empowered around the fact that, you know, she needed to be there and she wanted to be there. And so she did just that. And so I thought, uh, again, just a very touching and loving uh, story of of a mother and a daughter and, and how she wanted to react and be there for her. Percy, your favorite question has to be, what gives you hope? 
you ask that of almost every guest uh, I've noticed here on the program. And, and Edna said her f- strong faith in God, you know, no doubt about it. Her faith in God is what gives her hope. That's 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 basic. Well, you know, one of the things that's interesting about Edna's history is that, you know, she's a 50-year gospel singer and musician. And so she's been singing and praising and encouraging people in churches all her life, basically. And then she said when it was time for her uh, to stand in that place with her daughter, she said she had to be reminded about that which she used to remind and encourage others to do as she had to encourage herself uh, around that school of thought. And so Edna is, is a dynamic woman and she's feisty. She's a, she's a fighter. Uh, she's a mother. And at the end of the day, she simply uh, stood in a tough place where uh, she wanted to be there and to provide the love of God and the faithfulness of God. But she had to first remind herself and then she began to, to remind her daughter. And they're, they're on that journey together and they're fighting together. Yep. Praise God for that reunion and for that relationship. Edna, if you're listening, thank you. Thank you for sitting down and having that conversation with Percy here today. We all learned a great deal from you. Well, caring for people living with cancer, as Edna is, is a growing need in every church today. And to address this issue, we've developed the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network to equip and empower every Christian leader to better meet this great need. So if you're a pastor or a leader in your church or congregation, we want to invite you to join this growing family of informed ministry leaders in the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network. And joining is free. When you sign up, you'll receive online access to exclusive leaders' resources. There's information about ministry training opportunities and Percy's informative monthly email newsletter. So visit the website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on the Our Journey of Hope logo at the top of the page and join the Ministry Leaders Network today. Mm-hmm. Percy, let's, uh, let's return to those, uh, those scripture verses you read earlier now that we have the context of Edna's conversation. 2 Corinthians, the first chapter, verses 3 and 4, tells us this. Listen carefully. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, verse 4, who comforts us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. And today, that's exactly what Edna reminded us, that she had to be comforted by the mercies of God so that then she could provide comfort to her daughter. And so we are encouraged today that God's mercy and his grace endures forever. Today, be ye comforted so that you can also then provide comfort to others as you walk through the planet. And we remind ourselves that the best is still yet to come. Well, take that spiritual nugget into your day and live it out if you would. And thank you for listening. Thank you for passing the word around about health, hope, and inspiration. It means so much to us that you would share this podcast with others. Use your social media to do that. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever, and share this podcast. Health, hope, and inspiration. Percy, I guess we have to wrap up, but uh, we will be back next time. Uh, We're coming back. I promise you that. But remember, in the meantime, we've got work to do. So keep chopping the wood. God bless and be well. And don't forget to download our resource, Caring for Caregivers, at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Thanks for listening. Hope and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person. 
body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.